Welcome back, everyone. I'm Jason. He's Brandon. We are all about that anime, and this is Anime Fortress. Oh, yeah. Been a while. We keep uh, saying this. That was kind of loud. But, but we are here because now we are in the, what is it, quarterfinals? Um, yeah, how many fighters did we start off with? Two, four, six, eight. We have eight. We, we cut it down in half because we have 16 fighters. Yeah. Been a long road, so yeah, but we are, we are charging forward to finish this off. Dude. And just for that, we're giving you double trouble. Two episodes, four fighters. Yes. Fert, Instead Fert, of doing like four episodes. First person we're talking about, it's Vegeta, Prince of Saiyans versus Izuku Midoriya. Mr. Smash himself. Yes. Now, Ren, we are, these two fighters, very tough. Very yes. tough, not easy to beat. Got through their rounds very easily. Yep, it was kind of, kind of a blowout. Pretty much a blowout. Now, Deku, we've, we've discussed, how did he get his powers? Uh, he got his powers passed on to him by All Might, who he- was ranked the, the number one hero eating his hair eating his hair because his thing is uh he needed some of his dna in him to inherit the power and it had to be the hair yep and at first he spent 10 crazy months uh transforming his body because uh at the beginning of the series deku's just a wimpy. Twig. wimpy wimpy like just fucking skin and bones no muscle no nothing so all might said oh you gotta get in shape because if if I give you my power in the shape you're in now, it'll fucking break you in half. Uh, yep. So, At least he was honest. Because, like, that's how he put it. He said, uh, one for all needed, uh, a, like, the perfect vessel. Yep. And, and by perfect, he, 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 he just meant physically. Shape. Yeah, he just meant physically. Needed a ripped-ass motherfucker. Because we knew Deku already had the mentality, right? He had the mentality of the hero. Yep. So then he spent 10 months, like, getting in shape. At the end, he's screaming on top of... Uh, shredded. Just shredded. Screaming at the top of his lungs, like, with his perfectly shredded body on top of uh, garbage. Cause perfectly shredded 15-year-old body. Yeah, because uh, the beach was, like, covered in garbage. And cleaned it up. Cleaned it up, like, all by himself while All Might was training him. So then... But could he really handle the power? No. Because he does get the power because... What, but, and what's the major drawback? My, Every time he uses it, he ends up breaking the part of the body he uses it. Not just regular broken. What like what color do his arms or legs or body part turn into? To like a fucking dark ass like magenta, like so bruised. It's and very bad. Then if he uses it again with the same bruised arm or like limb, it turns like purple. Yep, like, like so bad. Yep. So he gets this superhuman ability to run faster, jump higher, punch harder. But since complete, he can't the complete pack, since he can't control it, he's always using one hundred percent of it. Yes, and it isn't until he meets who that he's able to control it. Where it's uh, it's when he meets. Hold on, why why did I just blank out on this? Grand Torino. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, Grand Torino where he's who where trained who All Might back in the day when he was younger. Like he helped him because All Might had his own mentor. So who who better to teach Deku the ways of one for all? Than the or guy who the trained guy. the previous successor. Yep, the previous owner of it. Mm-hmm. So he he helps him figure out that Deku should instead of using one hundred percent, he uses a small portion of it, but like 
uh, he spaces it out like or flows it through his body, through so his like, entire body. So like his whole body like is enhanced, but not to one hundred percent. He uses five percent, and then he works up to how much? Uh, on his own, comfortably, comfortably. Right now, twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but- he discovered that during his fight with Overhaul, which at in the moment when he was fighting Overhaul. He was able to use 20%, but his body was screaming. So it wasn't comfortable yet. It wasn't broken, but it was still like aching. So yeah. it was like kind of like... In being, his words, his body was screaming. Yeah, it was being sore. It was like kind of being sore after like a hard-ass workout. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that. Yes. So it's not broken, but you could still see that he improved. Like exponentially. Exactly, by 15%, which is a decent We're amount. We're talking about from being able to not control that at all to controlling it slightly up to 20 percent that's a big jump in the span of like within his first year exactly just one year think about it if people who watch the show if you haven't highly recommended one of the best animes in the span of in the show of one year he goes from not being able to use this power and breaking his body every single time to controlling it very well very efficiently and finding his own style because brennan when he gets this power who does he try to fight like, obviously? Obviously, like All Might, and All Might's mostly about punches. Punches, and I mean, he's he's just a punchy dude. Yeah, he's just he just throws the fist, and it that's does, what Deku tries to do. And but, it doesn't work for him, so he discovers that he should try what because it's stronger. He tries to use, he discovers that he should use his legs, too, because uh, he saw his classmate Ida, or Ingenium, or Ingenium, however you want to the pronounce it. The dude who has engines sticking out of his calves and his, super fast. Because he he mostly fights with uh, his legs, and Deku decided to use his legs, and he found that that worked for him. And what is his style called after discovering his legs? He calls it shoot style. And it works for him because it, it, it makes sense for anybody, even if you don't work out a lot. Your legs are going to be stronger than your upper body because you use them a lot more. Yeah, they're used like you're constantly walking, you're standing, you're jumping, even using them with stairs. I mean, you don't walk upstairs on your hands. Yeah, imagine if you had noodle arms. I mean, not noodle arms, noodle legs. Exactly. wouldn't, Wouldn't be able to function. So it makes sense. And he finally had realized that. That so, is like, then, so then he starts training his legs, doing kicks, and like studying different. He he styles. studies Ida's style because yep. his kicks mimic Ida because yes. that's who he's going off of. But then later down the series, he he obviously it gets better because he combines both. Because like when you're in a fight, you got to use your whole body. He's combining kicks and punches. But also besides that, he gets some upgrades to his suits, like everyone else. Yep. Then he gets gloves that allow him to do what? To okay, now th- this is cool. He does uh. Finger flicks. The, the, the finger flicks. Which, which we saw first. in During the tournament arc of the sports festival. Versus who? Versus Todoroki. Yes. Didn't so, work out then because he couldn't control it. Because he he basically flicked his, uh, his fingers and that created like a huge gust of wind that would break Todoroki's ice. Huge pressure wave. Yep. So then he gets gauntlets made by uh, Hatsume, which is... Uh, She's she go, the, she goes she's the builder U- that describes her inventions as babies. Yeah, she she goes to UA and she's like she works with that pro hero who creates like tech and gear mm-hmm. for other heroes, support items basically. Yes, she creates the gauntlets for him, so then he could use, he can use like uh, he calls it Delaware Smash uh, Air Force. Yep, which is uh, around the gauntlet he has like multiple like openings, so then when he does it he could do. He can compress like the air from the flick into them and then shoot them out as multiple air like bullets. That's, what, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Call them air bullets. If you're having trouble like picturing it, like how would this look? Like it, They're air bullets. Yeah. 
So obviously they don't kill, but they pack a punch. So then that also that also helps him out because now he could fight long distance. Yeah, because at first, first his first problem, every he couldn't control the like the power, so he's always using 100%, breaking his bones every time. F- learned how to control it, figured out how to use his legs. But then his problem was even though he didn't break his bones every time, people who could attack him from far away, which we see a lot of, He's still at a disadvantage because yeah, he was, got, even though he got quicker, like able to move around. Which side note, he learned how to move around obstacles like Bakugo. Yep, by watching him. By and, watching him. And Deku's thing is he's always like watching uh, everybody, like to see if he can get something from them that'll he's, help him. He's taking the best of people around him to incorporate for his style. And I'm trying to think. There's there's someone else in movies and shows that we see. So who am I thinking of? Ah. That what? Like they take the best oh goku yeah because goku doesn't have an original technique he takes styles from everyone else yeah exactly like but we'll talk about him later on because like obviously in the beginning of the series like deku had no powers he was just a super fan of superheroes so then he would always have these notebooks and writing down his favorite things about the heroes like their their weaknesses their techniques so then that obviously helped once he got into ua and he had his powers exactly so then yeah like you said he took uh his his obstacle like his parkour skills from Bakugo. He took his fighting style from Ida. Ida. He took uh, the power from All Might. I mean, yeah, that's the easiest he, one. He took the power from All Might, and then now he's just he's a smart kid. He he uses everything he can by thinking ahead. He is one of the people that whenever a problem arises, he is the center point along with Bakugo, where the kids, without really realizing it, the rest of his classmates gravitate towards him because he know he knows what to do which is very impressive considering where he started a panicky kid that just went off instinct but now besides going off instinct in a fight he can clearly think and find the best solution best example is when they had to save bakugo from league of villains yes he came up with that beautifully brilliant plan run run quickly through that plan uh basically what the plan is uh at first him uh kirishima him, Kirishima, Todoroki, Ida, and Yamamo yep. went un, like they went uh, to a store to get disguises because they wanted to s- find out more about what the League of Villains was doing and where they kept Bakugo. Without being caught, obviously. Exactly. They and find them. They First, they find the the factory of uh, the vats filled with like Nomus. Which, if you don't know or don't remember who the Nomus are, they are the brainless, experimented on people with multiple quirks on them, given to them by who? By all for one, all for one. The the big baddie, who finally made his big entrance, and during this, ha- during this, felt the pressure. And then when him, when when uh, all for one shows up, obviously one uh, all might comes back because they have beef and they start fighting. And then Deku thinks that okay, they can use the fight as a distraction because everybody's watching him. Because as a side note, what are they not allowed to do as students? They're not allowed to use their powers out in public. Exactly. Because they're not pro heroes. They're not licensed yet. They're not. Because that, that arc comes later when they, they get the license. And knowing this, as Brandon will continue, Deku comes up with this plan. Yeah, he just decides, you know, we have to do something. We we can we can save Bakugo without fighting. So then he uses... He tells everybody in the group. He tells... Uh, he tells everyone to use their quirks in like different ways, like in unison to like help them. So he uses Todoroki's ice 
to make a big ramp. Mm-hmm. Then he carries uh he carries uh Ida, Yamamo and Kirishima cuz uh and then I think uh it's been it's been a while. It and, goes and I've been watching a whole bunch of other enemies but uh Yamamo doesn't she make um she doesn't make anything, right? She doesn't make like, no. Yamamo, l- literally, Yamamo is just there. It goes okay, yeah. And then the uh, three they use uh, Ida's calves, like as obviously his his reciprocal boost, yeah. reciprocal boost to like and Deku's full cowling, which we didn't even mention. That's what his, his controlled version of uh, one for all is called full cowling. Yeah. So then they use those two together alongside to, Kirishima's hardening, hardening to like. Burst through like the wall and mm-hmm. go up the ice ramp, mm-hmm. like, way they, above the villain, so way, they can't get them. Yeah, way above in the sky, and then they call out to deck to uh, Bakugo saying, "Come!" So then, obviously, the villains are distracted by the fight, mm-hmm. so then they're not close to it. So then, Bakugo obviously uses his explosion quirk to like propel Escape. him to propel him into the sky, and then he reaches them. And then they get out uh, without having to fight. Exactly. And the thing I love about Deku's plan is he knows that if he called out to him or Ida or Todoroki or anyone, if any of them called out for Bakugo to get to them, he wouldn't, he, listen. he wouldn't listen. It's because him and Kirishima since day one have built uh, an equal relationship. Like if you take notice in the show when they start interacting with each other, Kirishima's the closest person that Bakugo actually respects. Yes, he still disses him, but you can see he has a mutual respect for what they do. Yeah, and they're like actually friends. So Kirishima is the one that calls out to him, and Bakugo goes. He listens. And they rescue Bakugo without having to fight or break the law about using their quirks outside of school. And then that also helped All Might because uh, All Might wasn't fighting like at full power. At full power because he was scared that he's going to injure everybody around him and Mm -hmm. Bakugo. But since he saw that Deku came up with a plan... To, to get to, the hell out of there, he starts going ham on all four. Yes, he can go like however hard he wants. He goes full power. Obviously, everybody around the area is like gone, so mm-hmm. it's just him and the villains. So he's just gonna. He just figured, I'm just gonna kick your ass, and that leads to such a huge fight. But that that's that's a whole different thing. Exactly, Deku has shown time and time again. That even he, before having powers, not even using his power sometimes, that he is capable of leading his classmates out of trouble during a fight. He's just as capable of, as, as All Might is. His brain really come in handy. His brain is literally the best superpower he has. Yes. Being able to analyze the situation and figure out the best outcome. Yes. And like we said, if you want to see it at like its peak, not well, maybe even its peak, but like at its one of its best moments, look at Bakugo's rescue. Yes. Literally. That that's where you see his smarts. But that, if you want to see like him fighting, obviously to, the go for Todoroki if you want, but if you yes. want to see him at a at a kind of a control state, go to overhaul. Versus Todoroki or both fights between him and Deku. Or even like, like the Deku group, and Bakugo. The, yeah, the little fight against Bakugo where he both finally fights. goes at him. Yes. Like those but are good. That that's Deku. That's a little rundown of what we can expect of him. But I mean So much shit. His, going his, from his, a shy his kid, opponent is not going to be easy to take down. We have the prince of all Saiyans, Vegeta. We have Vegeta. Very, An OG in the anime game. If, if we're talking about faces of their shows, if it's not Goku, it is Vegeta. Yep. They are one and like, they're one literally the one other. and one. One, one and one. Other. Vegeta, he was born on a planet of the same name, Vegeta. Yep. From his father, also the same name. Vegeta. 
Okay, so he's he's a junior. They don't say junior, whatever. Born of King Vegeta on planet Vegeta. He was born as an elite because he has royal blood. So he's above everyone else. He was a ruthless kid. He was, oh, he was arrogant. Too. Very arrogant. Just he thought himself better than everyone. All he wanted to do was, besides make his dad proud, just prove that he can kick anyone's ass. His planet gets destroyed. By so, Frieza. By Frieza. Little fucking But shit. he doesn't find that out until later on in the series. So, out in the world, there's only a handful of Saiyans left. And by handful, I mean about four or five. And he makes his way to Earth. Because he gets a message through the scouters from Raditz, who got beat by Goku and Piccolo. So, he goes. Once he gets there, starts. He doesn't fight for most of the part until it gets to Goku. He and Goku are on par. They're not even on par. Vegeta's much stronger than Goku when they first meet. Goku literally has to get up to Kaioken times four to beat him. And it still ends in a tie. He still isn't able to kill him. Goku lets him live. Next time we see him is on planet Namek. Where? He tries to collect the Dragon Balls because, like everyone else, include like and by everyone else I mean villains, they want immortality. Uh huh. So, his path crosses with Frieza, and Goku, and the friends again. And, the thing with Saiyans is that it when they recover after a hard fought battle, they get stronger. The closer they are to being dead after a battle and coming back, the stronger they get. So they get they get boost every time they come back, which is why they have healing chambers. At one point, Vegeta thinks himself to be the legendary Super Saiyan. Ends up getting his ass beat still. Ends up dying. Skip a few uh, seasons in, he's back. But he is one of the good guys. Well, even before that, uh, when he sees that Goku surpassed him when he when Goku was fighting Frieza. He recognizes him that he is the real Saiyan. And then that's when Vegeta is like kind of angry because it's not him. But he still gives Goku his respect. So then that's kind of like the spark that that Vegeta always wants to one-up Goku. Because mm-hmm. he keeps thinking, like his whole thing was when they first met was he's like, you're a lower class saying you shouldn't be better than me. So that's always th- been Vegeta's thing, like I am an elite. So then that's what, that's what fuels him to be better than Goku. And that's the theme throughout from Dragon Ball Z to Dragon Ball Super to like the movies that are canon and not canon. He's always trying to one-up Goku. And when he does, obviously it's the theme Goku finds something to one-up him. It's only for a short while. But Vegeta is probably the second strongest. Mm -hmm. He is the second strongest only behind Goku, whether he wants to admit it or not. And he never will. Goku's Goku. Vegeta is always one for pride. He never sacrifices his pride. Even in the moment where he looks like he turned to the other side when he became Majin Vegeta. Even then. Even then. But Vegeta is one of the Z fighters through and through defending the world because now he has his own family. He's with Bulma, has trunks. He found some humanity is he, what I would like to say. Because since they're aliens, he lived on Earth now. He's with Bulma, like you said. He he's He's becoming more connected to exactly we're talking about a redemption story it's vegeta he's one of the best yeah he went from being a villain 
to being like the main ally that Goku looks to to help him out. And literally, they are friends. Yeah, they are friends. E- even though that, like, like Vegeta doesn't want to admit it. Even though you could see it with like the com the comedy they have between each other. I mean, the one moment near the end of Dragon Ball Z where he doesn't say Kakarot, he says Goku. Yes, that that's like a level of respect. That is literally respect on Vegeta's part. But but yeah, Vegeta like trains his ass off throughout the season, the series. Because in Dragon Ball Z, when he comes back to life, it's during the Android Saga, and he attains the Super Saiyan form. Finally, after... We've already seen Trunks, but he's from the future. He's from the future, so he doesn't really count. Technically. Technically, but Vegeta finally, after letting go of the fact that Goku is stronger than him, he became Super Saiyan first. He just lets it all go, saying, like, I don't care anymore. Like, I just want to get stronger. And that's the thing with Saiyans... uh, like once their emotions get like heated, that's when they start powering up. That is when they power up, and what in the case of Vegeta, letting him achieve the Super Saiyan form was this. Yep. And there are different levels to the Super Saiyan form. You, Vegeta is able to go into Super Saiyan two or Senate Saiyan, whatever you want to call it. Skip Super Saiyan three. I skip Super Saiyan three, going into non-canon the GT, do Super Saiyan four. But but in canon, he can go Super Saiyan God and Super Saiyan Blue. Yep. So. Him and Goku are on par because Goku doesn't have the mastery of Master Ultra Instinct yet. But like we said, we'll get to Goku in uh, another episode. But then Vegeta also gets a step up in Dragon Ball Super with the the Tournament of Power where he does what's the official Super term? Saiyan Blue Evolution. There we go. That one is like... He that- finds his own way to break his limit. Yes. Which was a big theme in the Tournament of Power, breaking your limits. Yes, because uh, obviously if you've seen it, you know the Tournament of Power is... Uh, Whatever universe gets eliminated, uh, their whole universe gets erased. So they had a lot on the line. Vegeta has taken down big opponents such as Frieza, Android 19. He's taken on Cell in his second form. Had him beat Arrogance to always want to fight stronger opponents. He lets Cell get his perfect form. Fucking idiot. Gets his ass beat. He is a key factor in why they were able to beat Cell in the end because he distracted Cell long enough with a big bang attack for Gohan to beat him. Mm -hmm. So even when it looks like Vegeta is being pushed into the background a little bit for another main character, he's still involved for the win. Well, yeah, just because he's like a big part of the series. He's able to use attacks like his final flash his big bang attack he can use a self-destruct wave that gallic gun before gaining more power would kill him but, but now as we see in the turn of power against top he was able to use it and be fine yeah. though slightly weak like very weakened still alive gallic gun being his og attack yep. gallic gun to vegeta is kamehameha to goku mm-hmm. so he ha- like we say he has his form super saiyan one two he has super saiyan god and Super Saiyan Blue, his Super Saiyan Blue evolution. So, when you're thinking of someone who can take the fight to anyone, no worries, not even break a sweat. Call on my boy Vegeta. You're looking at Vegeta. You really are. So, I w- and what I also like about both, uh, with this matchup especially, because I like both characters, like obviously for their power, obviously. but I also, but I also like them for like, uh, like their character, their development from start to where they are now. They're obviously how they think, how they feel. Their morals. Yes. Which is a big thing that I actually love about Vegeta. Because as a kid, like even now, Brandon and I, we love Goku. He's our guy. But in terms of relatability, it's Vegeta. Because 
more now that we're older because when we were kids we were i would just watch anime just for like the fights and shit exactly. and i didn't really understand shit about like plot or nothing or character development exactly until i got older when when you hear about vegeta really only caring about uh, like himself sometimes or his pride that like his pride can get in the way he never loses sight on who he is even when back in dragon ball z where he accepted the power of mod of uh being majin vegeta he still didn't let himself be the puppet of Bobbity. He used it because he believed that when he got a family and got he got soft, so that his real power came from his anger. Later on, he finds out that's not true. But Vegeta is more relatable than Goku in terms of never let go of your pride, never forget who you are, and always strive to better yourself each and every day. Yeah, and then he finds out that anger isn't the the way to his power. It's actually love. Which is very cheesy, but I mean, it's true. It honestly is. I mean, who do you see is stronger just because they hate everything? No, nah, hell no. Like it's a crutch. Like, you're strong, but then obviously those who are loved or have loved ones, like... Exactly. They, it's a crutch. They go on top. So those are our two fighters for the first round of these quarterfinals. Let's move on to our next two fighters. Yes. Next two fighters... Was who'd you say? We oh. have Yusuke... From okay. Yu Yu Hakusho versus Sasuke Uchiha from Naruto. Oh well, you forgot to say who like the votes. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get to the votes at the end. Oh, at the end. I thought you were gonna do now. No, no, no. Don't worry. We'll get to the end. All right. Well, we have Yusuke and Sasuke. Brandon, what? Who is Yusuke? All right, Yusuke's. Well, obviously, like if you listen back to the other episode, like I'm not gonna go too much into it, but obviously he was a troubled kid at the start of the series. Motherfucker gets hit by a car because. He was trying to save this kid from, like, whose ball was, like, running into the street. And he just run like, was rolling into the street. And he runs after, like, a little dumb fuck, even though Yusuke told him not to. Throughout the majority of the series, he's dead, right? Yes. Well, no. He comes back to life, like, around, um, shit, like, episode maybe eight? Maybe eight or nine, I think. So, okay, not that bad. So a decent amount. And, uh, yeah, he's dead. And then... He said, oh, whatever. Like, he didn't really care because he thought, like, nobody really gave a shit about him. But then you find out that people did actually care. Like, his mom. People, was, people went to his his funeral. Yeah. In a way. Cause, well, because he was laying in bed dead and people went to see him. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, that's when he meets uh, Botan, who's, like, the Grim Reaper. But in anime, obviously, she's cute. She has blue hair and shit. Mm-hmm. So then she tells him that there's, like, an ordeal he can have to come back to life. And he, he he asks, like, what he has to do and stuff. Because at first he didn't want to until he started to see, like, people actually went to see him, actually cared, and wanted him back. So then he said, all right, I agree to this. So then his ordeal was, like, he had to take care of uh, an egg that contained his uh, spirit monster. Mm-hmm. And the egg fed off, it feeds off the person's energy. So then if you do good things, it'll, it'll obviously like uh, hatch into something good and it'll kind of be like a protector but, but if, you, if you go the other way if you go bad things it'll hatch and then it'll eat your soul and then you'll be gone for good so then he takes care of this thing and uh he sees that uh now it's the actions of the person taking care of the egg yes like like in everyday life or to the egg directly no, 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 just in everyday life because it feeds off of, like, your life energy. So, basically. like, if you were taking care of an egg and you decided to kill, like, a baby bird or something, the that egg does. gets evil energy, like, 
Yeah, in there. Okay. And then I would have to try to outweigh it with like good. Even though killing a baby bird bird would be fucked. So, so. it's like depending on what you do in bad, you might have to double or triple your good. Yes. Bad outweighs good for this egg. So then yeah, he he holds on to the egg and then uh he sees that uh this his childhood friend, if you could say it, uh Keiko, mm-hmm. uh there was a fire that started in the house when nobody was was there and Yusuke is still dead. So he's laying in bed and, and his body's about to burn. His body's about to burn to a crisp. And then Keiko runs in extra tr- fried Yusuke mm. to try oh that's fucked. To try and save him. And then he obviously Yusuke's spirit is watching all of this happen. And he, he wants to help, but obviously he, he can't. can't. He can't do nothing. Because he's dead. And then when she's like, she's almost out of the door until obviously debris and rubble just like fall in front so she can't get out. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're both going to just fucking just burn. Until Yusuke sacrifices the the spirit egg. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if he throws it in there, the energy could, like, save them. Could, like, it, 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 it would just save them both. Yeah. So then he throws it in there, like, selflessly. So then that's already the first hint because when we're first introduced to him, it seems like he's a selfish little kid who, like, doesn't really care about anyone else. But he actually gives a shit. Yes. So he throws the egg, saves her, and then as, like, kind of like a reward, some, like, his when she feels his cheeks they're warm mm-hmm. which means like there's some life to him okay so then that happens then he ends up meeting the uh the like overseer of like the spirit world uh-huh. which is like this baby with the pacifier i remember the baby with the pacifier yeah his uh shit it fuck so many characters from different animes are coming in my head what was his name uh uh i have no idea shit I'll come back to it. Anyway, uh, he see he sees that Yusuke does this and actually grants him his life back. So Yusuke comes back to life, but as he comes back to life, apparently when someone dies and comes back to life, they get an enhancement in their spirit energy. So then once he has this, he he finds out that he uh, he obtains like some spirit powers that he can have. Kunma. Kuenma, there we go. I knew, because obviously I watch so many animes, so many different characters come on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kuenma. Is okay, so he, grant, he grants him his life, but with spirit power. Yes, and then that's when he decides to appoint him as Earth's uh, spirit detective. Yep. Which is like... He goes Badass on, title. He goes on cases where like things from like the spirit world, like demons or like other like extra or like paranormal things are happening and he has to like solve them. So then anyway... All of that's happening, and then down the line, there's like, uh, he's he's basically the series is following him and his journey from growing like to growing up from coming back to life to being this like arrogant little kid to being like an actual like good man mm-hmm. and protector, spirit detective. Yes, and shit, he's a spirit detective. He goes through, just watch the series; it's so good. He goes through like all these things. So many cases, a tournament. Yep, tournament probably the best arc. Yeah, well, two tournaments because there's one tournament where they have to stop this one bad demon, and then after that, there's just so much going on to it. I just, I I could talk forever about it, but I'm not going to. 
But yeah, it's it's a good series. Following Yusuke, we have Sasuke Uchiha yep. from the Naruto series. Sasuke, as his last name implies, he was part of a clan named the Uchihas. Very powerful, very well known in where he lived, the Hidden Leaf Village. Until one day, they were all massacred. All except him. By who, you may ask? Well, none other than his older brother, Itachi. He slaughtered his entire family, his entire clan, uncles, aunts, cousins, stepbrothers, anyone who was in Uchiha, he slaughtered. Making Sasuke's literal mission for like 85% of the series from Naruto to Naruto Shippuden to kill Itachi. That was his sole reason. And you find that out in like episode one that there's only one person that I'm living to kill and that's Itachi. So, he finds any way to get stronger, training, being on the same team as Naruto, not seeing eye to eye. They're, they're rivals. They're frenemies, you could say. Time goes on. He meets a guy named Orochimaru. They fight. Orochimaru lays a bite to his neck, sweet, sweet neck, gives him what's called the curse mark. This curse mark gives Sasuke an extra boost of power but with evil intent basically anytime Sasuke uses this curse mark he uh, is evil he basically goes bad and it just goes on like not a killing spree but he's willing to kill who he's fighting Mm -hmm. as he trains he learns new techniques from his sensei Kakashi who we know as the guy, the the ninja who knows a thousand jutsus. He teaches him the Chidori, which is basically lightning blade. As he learns to control the curse mark and lets it overflow him with its energy, Sasuke gets a new form, turns gray, gets long hair, and grows wings that don't even look like wings. They just look like giant hands. Mm-hmm. But it isn't until Naruto Shippuden where we f- we see that he's left the Hidden Leap Village, doesn't associate himself with anyone that he used to know, but his sole mission is still to find and kill his brother. Ends up finding him, kills him, his life's mission is done, but what else does he have to live for? So now he's done so many bad things, and all throughout the series, Naruto has not given up on him. They have one last epic battle. He loses his arm, but ends up being, quote-unquote, forgiven by the new leader of the village, which was Kakashi. Mm -hmm. So he lets him go on with his life to find a way to repent and forgive himself for what he's done. And and then even then with the whole uh, Itachi thing, you find out, like, as he's, like, Itachi's dying, like, you find out that the reason he killed the... There was a whole underlying thing that happened that why he had to kill the, the entire clan. He was sent by the leaders of the village that they live in yep. because they were afraid of what the Uchihas could become. And they thought they were going to overthrow them and take power. And so they tell Itachi, we need you to kill your clan. And then he left Sasuke alive, alive because he actually cared about him and wanted him to be the one to kill him. Yes. So since the beginning, the vow that that Sasuke made to himself was what Itachi wanted all along. Exactly. But it's not like he was going to let himself 
get killed. He wanted Sasuke to become stronger. To be able to, like, become, like, the power, like... The, the person po- that he knew he could be. Yeah, like, powerful, strong. So anytime they met, Itachi whooped his ass. With Sasuke getting closer and closer each time Not- until finally killing him, finding out the secret, and his whole world is just turned upside down. Because all this time he thought Itachi was just a cold-blooded killer, and he literally did it to save his brother. He thought he thought one thing, but then, bam, switched on him. Yep. Uh, but, so- yeah, and then obviously in... uh. Yeah, obviously in the Naruto, like you have a lot of good fight scenes. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of good character development too. Like Sasuke is one of those like edgy boys, but there's still some. He's death. the bad boy that girls love. Sakura was there's always still some r- trying to jump to his him. bones. There's a lot of. There's more to the service, just like with Naruto, which, like we said, he's another finalist. Where we'll get to him soon, but yeah, Sasuke can use things like the Ras- the Rasengan, Ten. the the Sharingan, which is basically it's an eye jutsu. It's an Aijutsu that is only with his uh, bloodline that lets him read the movements of his opponent and copy them perfectly exactly after one time seeing it. He's like Taskmaster. <laughs> and there are different levels to it, which are uh, specified with how many... Uh, they look like uh, colons, yeah. these little tadpole things in his eyes. The more he has, the, po- the, the, more more, the more powerful it is, leading him to get... One of the ultimate ones called the Mangekyu Sharingan, which and, can let him do more. And then that's when he has when he takes another Uchiha's eyes and puts them bitches in him. Because the more you use the Sharingan, the worse your eyes get. Yep. To the point where you could get blind, so you have to steal another one's eyes. And to- he does. And then he he gets leveled up to something called the Renegon, which does everything that the Sharingan could do and more. Yep. So those are our two fighters for these. Let's get into the results. Oh, no. And then plus Yusuke. I, I'm sorry. I just oh. want to talk about him. This, this, he's pretty badass when it comes to fighting because he's, uh, like I said in the previous, like in his first fight, like he's just an all-out brawler. Like he does not give a shit who you are. He's kind of like Goku in a way. He like he loves to fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. Those those are our four fighters. Just want to say. Vegeta versus Deku. Yusuke versus Sasuke. Now let's get into the results. Vegeta versus Deku. Uh of I don't want to hear this. I know the results. Vegeta thrashed uh-huh. with 14 votes to Deku's two. Uh-huh. One of those was mine. I'll, I'll admit it right now. So, well, actually, wait, did I? Yeah. So as Ve- an underdog story, I want first one moving on. Vegeta. Vegeta. Fuck. Deku. De- Deku. Like good. Good on you. A good run. One of the one of my favorites, honestly, of like the sixteen that we started with, because very relatable. You, you just can't help but love him. You just can't. Even when he was wimpy, you just can't help but love him. No, it's like you could connect him in like any stage of him growing. Exactly, Deku, we love you. Good hustle. Uh-huh. Vegeta moves on. Let's find out his opponent. Uh-huh. This one was a lot closer. Even before you, we added the votes that you uh, got up from your Facebook page. Yeah. Yusuke one ups Sasuke eight to seven. Yes, much closer than the Vegeta Deku. This one was really close. This one was very close. Either one of them, I would have been happy to move and, on. And and this is due to my uh, OG uh, anime fans out there who know Shout Yu Hakusho. Shout out, because not out. like sadly not many people know no, Yu Yu Hakusho. They don't. It was one of those shows that if it wasn't on TV, you didn't really have another way to watch it. Because nope. it was back in the day. And then luckily, i seen episodes. Obviously, I've seen the first one like a thousand times. Exactly. But then obviously, I wouldn't watch it like 
one after the other. I would just like leave it be and then it would come on again. Exactly. And then it would be a different arc. So then I decided, you know what? Let me watch it from the beginning. I did fell in love with it. It's one of my one of my top ten animes of all time. It would be easier now for people to find it because now we got stuff like Crunchyroll and even random anime websites for you to stream it on. Yes, and it's it's that good. So if you have not watched it, highly recommend it. Watch it. One of our favorites. Yep. And you'll see what I'm talking about with like character development and action. So now next round, we have Vegeta versus Yusuke. Uh, and I can say this, I, it doesn't look good for our boy Yusuke. It, it, it doesn't, but who knows? But who knows? It could... Because it could. once again, this isn't really about like power or fighting. Like they're not actually fighting. This is kind of like popularity thing. Who you like more. This is literally a popularity contest because if we had the budget, we would animate these. But Like death battle. But. Like death battle. But we don't. So this is just a popularity contest, which... Is why we need the fans, OG or new anime fans, to help us out. So, friends of mine, if you follow know me. all all about that underscore anime on Instagram, so you can be notified when voting is happening or what our new episodes are going to be on in the future. Follow us; links will be in the description, either on Facebook or, or Instagram. Instagram. Snapchat if you're if you're up for that maybe OnlyFans if you're naughty uh, no we don't have only I, I do a lot of naughty things on there we don't have OnlyFans anyway I only make cereal anyway we we thank you for joining <laughs> us like we said full steam ahead for Anime Fight Fest to crown our champion to uh, get you guys excited our next four fighters they are Goku versus Shinra and Saint Seiya. Mr. Pegasus himself. Perfect. That's from Yu-Gi-Oh, but you know Naruto. Naruto. So be on the lookout. Follow the page so you can get notified and be ready for your votes. Spread the word. The word of mouth is the best way to help people find us. We keep it real. None of this is really scripted most of the time, except and if, for and the first for, rounds. And you're for a personal friend of ours, and you already know us. You know, you know that uh, we're a good time. We're a good time. I would like. I would like to say that to toot our own horn, but we're pretty fun to talk to, especially if, especially if we're not on the same page, because then we can get into some good debates, and we go off. We get heated. Oh, we go off in a non-temperature kind of way. We don't throw hands because we love nah. everybody. Nah, but thank you. Remember, follow the page. All the links are going to be in the description. You Thank have mine. I can find yours. Weirdo. Anyway, uh, that's What do you fine. mean, weirdo? You, you follow kidding. me, don't you? No. On what? Instagram? No. I only follow the show. Oh, you're so a bitch you then. No, you can just get it from there. Fuck you. Fuck you. Anyway, thank you for joining us, and we we'll catch you in the next one. We love you. Good night. <laughs>